Hello and welcome to Ode to Games. I'm Kevin Valine, joined alongside Logan Plan. How you doing, Logan? Great. How about you, Kev? Doing pretty good. We've also got Zach. He's back. I'm Zach it's, back. It's, we- it's, it's weird uh, having you here for a couple of weeks. I'm I'm still not used to it. Consistency is not my middle name. Yeah, yeah. Before we get into news, uh, what have you guys been up to in this last week? Zach, uh, I, I, you've, been, you've been doing some some DLC for Kingdom Hearts, and I'm oh. curious. Oh, yeah. You've seen this DLC? Yeah. I'm very okay. curious. So I wasn't I wasn't ready to drop $30 on DLC for a game that I wasn't a huge fan of, and I didn't have... Sounds like two. Pokemon. Yeah, I did not have high expectations. <laughs> we'll talk about Pokemon. I did not have high expectations for this DLC. So my roommate, who is a much bigger Kingdom Hearts fan, decided to buy it, so I was just... Um, setting aside some time to watch him plow through it. Um, it's kind of episodic. There's a specific DLC menu that you have to go into. And then the first episode of this DLC is recapping the end of the game. So you replay a bunch of stuff. Um, you watch the exact same cutscenes. Um, so it's just all the fights again. Pretty much. Those, yeah. Those final fights. Um, okay. some, a little bit of new stuff, um, a little bit of extra areas for one of the final boss areas. Um, but really not that much. And then in the second um, chapter, which is where I've currently seen up to, is a bunch of new added-on fights. Um, they can get pretty okay. tough. So that was a better aspect of this DLC. But overall, very poor. Um, very sad. I'm glad I didn't buy it. Um, Wait, was it just the recap and some extra fights? Wait. The, re- the first episode was almost entirely recap with a couple very small extra fights. And then the second episode was, um, they're called data fights in this series where they take enemies from previous games and they make them just difficult fights that you can do. And there's 13 of them because it's Kingdom Hearts. And then once you beat all of those, I think there's more story stuff that I know kind of what happens, but to avoid spoilers, I won't get into it, even though it probably wouldn't make any sense to anyone who doesn't (laughs) know this series, but yeah, I'm not a big 30, fan of this DLC for thirty dollars. Thirty dollars, yeah, because when they were when they were showing the trailers for it, like I could have sworn I was just seeing the same stuff yeah. over again. Because you like, have to get through this this like two hour recap of the end of the game. So, so there really, besides a little bit of story after you do these extra fights, there really isn't anything new because you have to play through the end of the game and yep. do all that stuff again. And then these other boss fights that you're getting are previous boss fights that you've already done in other games, but harder? They are different. They're the same characters, but updated boss fights mechanically because Kingdom Hearts 3 plays differently than other right. games. So they're... But I don't know if I'd really call that even new. I don't know really? if there's a lot of new things at all in this DLC. haven't gotten through it entirely, but... Um, they love teasing information. They added some new cutscenes. They gave us no new information. Um, just danced around some stuff like it, it tends to do. I am very sick of this franchise just giving us nothing. It is it is a slap in the face. You said before the show you're done with it. I don't know if I'm ready. I don't even care anymore. Is the sad Once thing. you play the mobile games, you'll understand. Uh, yeah. Once I play the new mobile game, I'll have a good understanding of this convoluted story. <laughs> I think I talked about yeah. this when Shenmue 3 came out and kind of did the same thing. I don't like these franchises that go through developmental hell and then they finally get this this game in the series greenlighted and they're like get like cocky or overconfident or something like that. And they're like, oh, we're gonna leave the story open for Shenmue 4 the story for Kingdom Hearts Kingdom 4. Hearts it's like, is just, so bad. Just wrap it up now. It's just so bad. <laughs> It just doesn't. Well, they even they even tried to wrap it up in Kingdom Hearts three because this was supposed to be the end of an arc at the very least, like not the end of the series, but an end of an arc, and they still botched nope. that. <laughs> yeah, they did so bad that they're and just trying they're... to cross everything and trying to make it make sense, and they're just not doing it. I guess they're just trying with this DLC. They're just trying to remind you that Kingdom Hearts three isn't nope. that great. <laughs> they just wanted to let you know one year later. That it's still not great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad I didn't spend thirty dollars on that. Yeah, like, me too. As much as it's gross that the Pokemon is also thirty dollars, man, that looks like way more new content than this. Yep. Yeah. Like, like there's actual new content in there. Speaking of Pokemon, Zach. Oh yes, the actual game that I played this week was the entirety of Pokemon Sword, which I borrowed from Logan last week and decided to plow through. Um, we have talked about Pokemon extensively on this show, so I won't get super into it, but my thought process was, 
I wanted to plow through it fast. I didn't care about the story at all, so I'd skipped almost all of the dialogue. I absorbed very little of what was going on. I you didn't um, miss much. I did not miss much. <laughs> uh, the I fought the rival Hop about ten times, I think it's maybe more. more. Yeah. I hate him. I hate him so much. He is bad at Pokemon, and he doesn't know it. <laughs> he goes through a little midlife crisis. He has a, 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 He's got a serious crisis. What um the I enjoyed the fighting mechanics. I liked Dynamax. It wasn't terrible. Um, and what I did was since I was breezing through it, um, I was going into the, the game was super easy to kick off and gradually it got harder because I wasn't spending a lot of time leveling up my Pokemon. So it actually at the end there got kind of challenging, which made it a more fun experience. So I was having more fun there at the end leading up to the champion. Um, the champion fight was super good cause I barely won it with my like five under his level type Pokemon, nice. um, and uh, I had uh, I balanced my team of three uh, OG Pokemon with three new region Pokemon because I didn't love a lot of the new Pokemon designs. I thought most of them were pretty lame, and I was uh, comforted by finding a lot of the older Pokemon in the wild area. So overall, I didn't care about the story, but I had a fun time because it was just getting back into Pokemon. What did you think of your brief time in the wild area? In my brief time in the wild area, I... Um, I zoomed through it. It was just wide. It was very expansive with just some random Pokemon wandering around in it. it was I think right. that's the best part of that game. Yeah. I think the Wild Area is fun. It was like a Safari Zone. Yeah, but better. But, yeah. Yeah. You see the Pokemon. Gosh, it was just a big Safari. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I got to say about that game. I'm, I am I beat it. I'm glad I beat <laughs> 16 it. 16 hours. Yeah, 16 <laughs> hours. Almost like 16 hours and 15 minutes. But, um... There was a extensive credit sequence, and then another hour or so of content after the credits. Should have just been part of the game. Yeah, I don't know why um, it wasn't. Little weird, but whatever. Yeah, I just need to make it seem like there was post game content. There's yeah, like, that oh, was the post game content. Uh, that after the Elite Four, that'll be the post game content, right? <laughs> yeah. If yeah. there's credits, anything after credits is post game content. Exactly. Yeah. So Dragon Quest Eleven has a bunch of post game content. <laughs> it does. This whole second <laughs> act. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad I didn't spend sixty dollars on that game. Yeah, uh, don't blame me. It's uh, it's good. Logan's gonna buy the DLC. I'm not. So I can play I'm it. Not, I'm not gonna buy the <laughs> DLC. No, you made that up. That's not happening. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and then Zach and I've been playing a bunch of Twilight Princess. Yeah, we've been playing that mm. right before the show. We're getting pretty far into it. Second yeah. half is so good. The second half is absolutely yep. incredible. The first three dungeons in the second half were phenomenal. The mm-hmm. last one is a bit challenging. Yeah, we actually kind of just annoying. played it for like two hours before we hopped on yeah. the podcast. We're paused outside of the boss door for, for this last time. <laughs> yeah, because we can't save or it'll teleport us back to the beginning of yeah. the dungeon. That so game, we're just going to do that. That game is so underrated. The second half of Twilight Princess might be it, the best it's half It's holding of the game Zelda up game of all time. on its back. Yeah, the first half may have been had its troubles, but... The first half is fine. I just, there's too much it wolf is fine. stuff where you're it locked in It is totally fine, but yeah. not great like the second half yeah it's like it's been super fun to revisit that game uh, yeah we're 16 hours in so zach would have beat pokemon yep uh, in, the, in the time that we spent doing it <laughs> we're almost done, it. done too but that's because i know exactly where to go and we don't explore we mainline we are doing one possible. side quest that we are particularly invested in yeah we have to save the man turned to gold by getting all the posts because he was he was like greedy and turned to gold I because felt the bad post for him. cursed him, and Zach wants to save him. I want to save him. He seems so depressed. He is really depressed. His girlfriend left him because he's a statue now. I don't blame oh. her. Hey, that that's that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I, would, I probably would too. Yeah, I love that game though. It's been fun. I am on a quest to beat fifty games this year. Started as a joke in our group chat, but yeah. I'm gonna make it happen. Guess- so when's the point where you're gonna just have to pick up some like? 10 minute games and just be like yeah that's what i told him to do to play like 50 like hour-long well, games well, and then just play whatever he wants once once all these new games are going to be coming out that you're going to be playing that's going to be taking up your time right i know i am most worried about animal crossing just taking up all my time can't that beat it. but my backlog i'm at the point where i can pick up a game play it for a few hours and probably roll the credits on it like i got this beauty back here sonic lost world on 3ds i have never finished it but i am inches away from the end that counts are you I this are year. you still at the the snowball level yes i am that yep you're never gonna get through that because that <laughs> level is horrible <laughs> it is. did you watch me play this 
Yeah, yeah. Oh. And I've and I've seen people online play it too, and it looks atrocious. I, I didn't remember you'd see me play it. Yeah, well, it's terrible. Yeah. It's a terrible game, but I'm so close to the end. I'm so close. And that would count as a game. Partners in time, I finally got some gear. I'm at the final boss. That counts too. Mm-hmm. I think I can make it happen with my backlog. You're just DS backlog. Yeah, my DS backlog. <laughs> but the third game I beat this year was To the Moon, which I sat down and played in one sitting. I've owned it on PC for five or six years weekend it came out on switch i sat down and played the entire thing that is weird yeah i enjoyed it i had a good time with it i thought i really liked the two scientists yep. that you play as i thought they were both really great characters mainstays in the series yeah which i'm excited yep. about if i do play yep. the sequel if it comes to switch uh and there's then... also some mini sods that kevin and i have played yeah yeah they're good. good yeah i i wonder i wonder how all that's going to get rolled out because i don't know the mini sods come were, to the moon were paired with the with to the moon in on steam so, they're paired with to the moon it's a package, right right so it should so, have come out all together on switch but i don't know yeah because yeah. they should so be free I, they're like right 20 yeah. minutes long oh wow yeah, yeah and they are free if you own uh to the moon on on pc so, so i guess yeah worst comes to worst you if you I own to the moon on them. pc yeah. you can you can play them yeah. for 20 minutes but yeah I, I wonder how the rest of the games are going to get rolled out on there the what do you think i thought the story was really well told i did really really like the story it didn't get like a huge emotional reaction for me like i was hoping it would probably because i've hyped up playing this game for like eight years so i probably had unrealistic expectations for it but i really liked it i thought the story was really well told i like how you trace back through the old man's memory starting from when he's an old man going back in time to when he's a kid so you fill in these details as you go i thought that was really well done there's this carnival scene kevin and i talked about that's my favorite scene from from the game but it was just fun i did it in one sitting to just sit down on a Saturday afternoon and beat that game. It was a really good time, and I liked those characters a lot. And I really like the soundtrack. The soundtrack yeah, soundtrack's great. Yeah. yeah. So do you, do you stand by our opinion that you should play it in one sitting? I think so, yeah. 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 I think it's it's short enough. It took me four hours. Yeah, it's about Definitely. four hours, yeah. No, I, I agree that you should play that in one sitting. I think it's it's the most impactful that way if you really just immerse yourself in that story for, for a day. It right, was good. Yeah. Uh, and if you're going to buy it on Switch, don't look at the screenshots, because the last two screenshots literally spoil the end. Are you Did serious? you spoil yourself? No, no. I oh, was good. looking at the page afterwards oh. to see if the DLC or oh, anything God. was there. No, I didn't spoil myself, but there are literally two screenshots from the end of the game on the eShop. So if you're going to play it, don't look at the screenshots. Just buy it. <laughs> just That's buy. brutal. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I'll tell God. you guys what it shows afterwards. But yeah, that was rough. <laughs> but I'm really glad I played it. I've been excited about that one for a long time. If you look up, like best stories and games that one's always on the list so yeah, yeah i really enjoyed it glad I you finally got around to playing it encountered some glitches like on the switch yeah a few weird things just like i don't know sometimes doors wouldn't open or people like sometimes like it was i was trying to talk to a person and they just wouldn't let me talk to them unless i was facing the exact right way like if i talked to them from the left they would not talk to me if i talked to them from the right they would it was like just some hmm. weird minor things like that. I got stuck a couple times, but it is that, a port. It's to be expected. Yeah, and it's just made an RPG maker. Yeah, it's is, literally yeah. just a, like an eight-year-old RPG maker game. Yeah, so like, there <laughs> are a couple yeah. bugs. But no, I'm I'm glad I played it. I liked it a lot. Then Zach and I, I think you forgot you played this Crash Team Racing. Oh my God, we played Crash Team Racing. <laughs> yeah, that we game bought, is. Someone bought Crash Team Racing. I was telling Logan you, I did, did the yeah. the buy two ah. get one free at at GameStop, and I got the last story on Wii. Crash Team Racing on PlayStation, and Metroid Samus Returns on 3DS. Ooh, that's a good one to pick up. That yeah. one's going to be hard to find. Yeah, I'm late 3DS games I'm worried about getting expensive later. So I got those three. Zach and I played Crash Team Racing, and man, it's brutal. It yeah. is really yeah. hard. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty difficult. Yeah, but it's a yeah. lot of fun. I like the drifting mechanic a lot of having to hold down one bumper to drift and then charge up your boost with the other bumper. That yeah, that cool. took us a long time to figure out. It did. This game does not hold your hand, unless it does, and we just skipped all the tutorial stuff, which the, we tend to do. The adventure mode's kind of the tutorial. Oh, They're okay. telling me all yeah. the stuff we, we figured out. We went straight into like racing with each other, so yeah. we didn't get a lot of the tutorial, so we had to like figure it out. But I had seen some people play this online, so I knew some of the mechanics at least... Mm-hmm. Um, so we figured some of the stuff out, but the yeah, tracks are really good. Some like of the, the tracks, tracks are insane. Like the turns, like constant turning, like the, in this yeah. game, you have to drift a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. Even if you're not turning, it's yeah. insane. And like, you can get just screwed right out of the gate. Zach and I had some races where one of us was up front and the other was straggling or we we're both kind of in the middle of the pack, but probably 30 to 40% of our races, we were just in seventh and eighth. Yeah. Just miles behind the other <laughs> it guy. It was insane. Trying to figure out what the heck we were yeah. doing. Uh, but the 
character unlocking in this game is by far the worst is, part of it. It is garbage. It, it is, is absolute garbage. So hard. So a to lot unlock of the characters, characters you can unlock through the story mode. But yeah. Zach and I were playing together, and I wanted to get Spyro because Spyro's in this game, but you have to unlock him. And to do that, you have to go to the shop. And every time you race, you earn coins. Oh, oh yeah. All the microtransactions that Activision shoved in oh, there. Yes, there's a lot of them. Because you can only buy one character at a time. And it's random. And when you buy that character, the character slot on the shop, a new character comes in. So it's completely random. And then every 24 hours, the shop rotates items. So it was complete. We'd have to grind our way for, what, 20 minutes? Yes. For one character? Unlock it and hope that the next guy that showed up in the store was Spyro. Also, this game padded the characters with curvy bandicoot women, who I don't think are in any other games, and there's like 20 of them in this game, and I'm pretty sure they're only in there, so you have to buy more characters. Yeah, there's a lot of like, Probably. there's a lot of random it is characters that look really so similar weird. to each other. Although, there were all the original cast, and it, seeing them race was very nostalgic, because I did play this on the PS1, but that was way back when. But, uh, yeah, it starts off with like five or six Seven, eight characters? How many characters? It starts off with very few characters. Start out like eight. Eight yeah. characters. And there's like 40 in the game. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And they keep pushing me to buy coins. I'm like, I'm not going to Papa coins. Activision's like, hey, mm. you got to spend some money. But we made sure to put it in a couple of months after launch. So we uh, didn't get beef from people. <laughs> yep. Was it after so launch? Great. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, I didn't implemented know that. that after launch. <laughs> it's so, so stupid. It, it extra scummy. Oh, uh, trash. Activision. That's trash. Yeah, yep. <laughs> I'm excited which sucks because like I, I've heard the rest of the game's great, and yeah, then the only it is problem really fun. is the stupid microtransactions that they put in after launch. Yeah, I want to play more of it. Yeah, me too. It was really fun. Mm -hmm. I've also been yeah. playing a lot of Fire Emblem, trying to beat that. I think I can get it done by next week's show. I bet I could beat you to it. I do not think you will. I'm only one hour <laughs> in, but I am committed. <laughs> I'll start tonight. One hour in is an hour closer to being an hour away. Boom. So I've Finish made it. it. I've made it to Act Two of the game. The I'm in, I'm at war now. I'm no longer teaching class to my nice little group of students. Now we're at war. We're fighting. And you got to stab them all. Down. Yeah. You have to kill your students. No, you do not. You do not. I. That's good. I'm worried. I'm I mean, gonna you have don't, to kill don't students from the other houses. To. You don't have <laughs> to kill I mean, them. It's, it's highly it's recommended. You could. I could <laughs> let them die. I've not let anyone die yeah. the entire game. Uh, Dorothea, who I recruited from one of the other houses, she is really, really strong, like attack-wise. But she Are has almost no HP. Are you doing the mode where your battalions don't come back to life after you fight? Battalions or, or units? Unit. Oh yeah. What's the difference? Oh yeah, I'm doing permadeath. That's the only way. I okay. Fire Emblem. Yeah, I'm not gonna do that. Okay, then you'll probably. I've breeze never through played a, a Fire Emblem. I don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm playing with permadeath on. Um, but luckily, there's a rewind feature in this one. When I played like 100 hours of Fire Emblem Fates three years ago, that was the game before they implemented the rewind feature. Huh? So when someone dies, you just have to reboot your 3DS and start again. And sometimes those fights are like an hour long. It's just like, I'm glad that rewind feature is implemented now because I've yeah. had a couple characters die and it's just like, no, oh, just go back in time. Try right. that turn so, over. So, so you want to do the permadeath, but you just reset anyways? Yeah. Why not just do the non-permadeath? Because it changes the strategy. It, it completely changes how you have to play the game. Because if I have permadeath off, then I can just send units in to be the lamb, do as much damage as they can, then they die, and I know they'll come back the next fight. But if you play with permadeath on, you have to really manage your units and not let any of them die in a fight. Now, yeah. even, even though you reset, it's still, way I think, way more intense and fun to play with permadeath on, knowing you I have guess. to restart that battle. I'm just not partial to having to replay an hour of something ever. Yeah. So... Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't think, yeah, yeah, I'm still doing it, but I'm glad there's the rewind there. If the rewind wasn't there anymore, I don't know if I'd do permadeath anymore because it's some of the fights can get really long, but it's really fun. The story's really picking up, especially once war breaks out, as you might assume, but it's really good. And I'm excited to talk about my final thoughts next week. Pledge and I'll beat it next week. Cool. cool. How about yeah. you, Kevin? Uh, some small stuff before I get to the big game that I've been playing this week. I bought, what is it? Is it Grease? <laughs> I think oh, it's Greece. Yeah. I yeah. think so. Greece. Uh, yeah, I picked it up because it was on sale and I was very curious about it. It's fun. Uh, another game took away my attention, uh, so I haven't finished yet. It's only like, I think, five hours. I put in about two. Uh, the art style is fantastic. That game is gorgeous. It's just like, like it, it looks like a hand-drawn style and everything is so fluid in motion. Um, and the way that 
So, so how you progress is that you're unlocking color to bring back to the world. So you start and it's, everything's just grayscale, and then you unlock blue and you unlock red. And it's always really fun to see how the art style and environment changes once a new color is introduced and new things show up that weren't there before. Like once blue shows up, like a whole forest comes in. Uh, it's great. <laughs> the, the art style's great. The music's fantastic. The gameplay is... Uh, is nothing groundbreaking. It's just a platformer. There's no enemies. There's puzzles and like light, uh, like platforming challenges. And it gives you a couple of different uh, abilities as you go along through. Like it seems like through every little section of the game, you get like one new ability to do. Uh, but it's not super complicated. I don't think you you play it for the gameplay specifically. You more so play it for the entire atmosphere, music, and just how it all comes together as a package. Like if you're expecting uh, something on the level of like a tropical freeze or a Celeste in terms of its platform and mechanics, you're not going to get it. But just in terms of, of, of how it looks and how it plays, it's uh, it's really good for what it is. I'd recommend getting it on sale because, again, it's not super long. But uh, from what I've played, it's uh, it's a good time. Nice. It's very gorgeous. It on sale? Yeah, I picked it up for like eight fifty. Oh, cool. was it? Okay. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, and I think I think it's worth it for that price. Uh, and then more Stardew Valley, of course, sure. <laughs> just playing more of that. Uh, it's it's a great game to have. Like if I've got like 45 minutes before bed or something and I'm just like, yeah, I'll play a day or two in Stardew. So just a couple more days of that. But uh, the big game I've been playing this week, I finally picked this up after wanting to play it for so long. I picked up Astral Chain. Yeah. Uh, I picked up the special edition of Astral Chain, the Japanese special edition. Uh, which comes with like this collector's box, uh, this like huge art book, and then uh, a soundtrack on CD and the game. Are you uh, in so, English? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, pretty sure that uh, that if it got a worldwide release on the same day, then all of the languages that it released in are supported on whatever version you get. Oh, nice. It depends. It depends on what region your Switch is set to. So, I'm I'm pretty sure if I change my region. To Japan, it'll change over to Japanese. Um, so yeah, if if uh, that seems to be the case, because if they released on the same day, then there was an English version out there, and so they just all package it into one. Uh, so that's appreciated because there are certain games that I just want to play in English. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's in English. It's fantastic. It's uh, it's it's turning into my game of the year from <laughs> retroactively wow, from nice. uh, all right. 2019. Um, get through some minor complaints uh, first. Uh, <laughs> so uh, one of the mechanics is that you can you can slow down time. And what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to cut these, like, you can cut energy beams for, for, like, puzzles, and then you're supposed to be able to cut the energy from an opponent's attack, and then they get knocked back, and you do some damage, and you can, you can go and attack them again. So... <laughs> In the tutorial, it's like, oh, yeah, cut the energy beam. And there's this green beam that follows their their weapon. I'm like, all right, so I just got to cut this beam. And I was there for like 15, 20 minutes. I'm like, it's not working. I cannot cut this beam. Turns out there's this little, like, red icon on their body that you have to hit, not this green beam that is super like, – like, you can just see it. it it's really dumb. <laughs> so – uh, with the tutorials, a couple of them and how you're supposed to pull off some things can be very archaic at first uh, of how it wants you to do things. Some of the tutorials are fine and then others, like I had no idea what I was supposed to do and the details didn't help out. Um, but luckily, once you actually learn how to do the, the combat, it's fantastic. So it's a platinum game, obviously, so they know how to do action combat. Uh, coming from playing Bayonetta and Nier Automata, I like the combat in this way more uh, because not only do you get the regular, you know, like hand to hand combat with your character, but you also have your Legion and the versatility that the legions bring in is super fun. So obviously they're there and they can do their own attacks and they have their own specials that you can unlock because they, they pull a Xenoblade and do an auto attack. So when the, uh, when the Legion is next to an enemy, they'll just be auto-attacking until you tell them to do a special or something. But they are connected to you by a chain, the astral chain part. So what you can do is you can, while you're in combat, you can move the Legion around and wrap the chain around, and you can have them lock into place, the enemy. If you like wrap your chain around and you lock them down for a little bit, you can use your chain to 
like send your legion out to a certain area and then jump to them if they're next to an enemy and attack with that. You they have these little pillars that you can like platform around by moving your chain around and like attacking enemies along a line if they're next to these pillars. So there's a bunch of different things that you can do not only with the legion and their specials but also just with the chain. The chain is like the most I interesting part and it it leads to some really interesting uh combat scenarios with some of these boss fights and there's five different legions so as you're going along you unlock different play styles so the first one's just a sword type and then you get a bow and arrow type so if, if you want to play back with your gun you can also have the bow and arrow guy so that you can just fight from long distance there's an up close brawler and they also have their own abilities outside of combat just interacting with the world but in terms of combat i think this is the best the Platinum Games has done, honestly, because not only do you get the smooth, regular Platinum combat, but just the, the Legion combat on top of that is fantastic. So that's super fun. I'm glad that the combat is as good as it is. And then the the surrounding package is is great. So you have this hub area that you can do. You can do missions there. They have some side quests that you can do. And then... In each section of the game, they're sectioned off into, I think it's like files, I think is what they're called. Uh, they're sectioned off into different chapters, basically. In each chapter, you start in the hub area, in, in the HQ of the, of the police station, and then you go out to, uh, to a certain area in the world and do detective work for the first bit. So you're supposed to like go around, do some, some side missions for other characters, and try to get information on what's going on. And then you pop into the astral chain area and do combat there. So it's complete, it's changing things up every single, every single like hour that you're going along. So it doesn't ever really get too boring because you're always changing up the areas and the locations that you're going to. I haven't had to revisit an area. It's new places every time. And there's just a bunch of stuff to do. Like in the last, in the last section, I figured out that I could, pick up cans off the street and go throw them away and get points Ooh, and, nice. and get extra like good recycling. Yeah. Get these extra points. Aren't there like and, porta potties? Yeah. Yeah, there are. So you're supposed to find the porta potty in each area and get an item from them. And there's this whole side quest with those. There's a bunch of like stupid crap that I love of just exploration in the world. Um, and I, I kind of like the little detective work that you do in this game more than more than judgment, I think, to an extent. Yeah, because uh, you don't because you don't have to do the tailing good. stuff because you don't have to do the tailing stuff. So there's there's a bunch of stuff to do. There's a bunch of upgrades, not only with your items and your weapons, but the legions as well. Each of the legions has their own skill tree and. In the skill tree, you can unlock different specials, and then you equip those separately. They have different abilities. Like there's, <laughs> there's so much customization with that, with costumes. The music's fantastic. When I entered the HQ and the music started playing, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna like the soundtrack. Like this, this lo-fi, uh, <laughs> like electronic mix, and then the combat music's great too. It's fantastic. Like I honestly don't have much of any complaints. The graphics aren't mind-blowing but they're not bad they're they're good for what they are and they do a good job of of bringing the world to life like it's not going to blow you away or anything that's probably the weakest part of the game to me is the graphics but it's not even bad like it's it's fantastic nice. it's it's great <laughs> and i'm about eight hours in and i think it takes about 20 hours so we'll see where i'm at next week but i've just been plowing through it's it's fantastic. It could end up being my 2019 game of the year uh, when I finish it. And both of us are going to have a retroactive 2019 game of the year <laughs> after we did a game of the year show. Yeah, yeah. We're, we'll have to address that at some point. Late. Yeah. A little late to the party. Oh, mine's official. Mine's Jedi Fallen Order. That's my 2019 game of the year. Um, but yeah, I I highly recommend that you uh, that you pick up Astral Chain at some point and play it, especially if you've played any Platinum games in the past and like their combat, like the combat in those games, because I think they've outdone themselves with Astral Chain. Nice. All right, should yeah. we get to the news? Yeah. Let's do it. What do we got? Uh, Nintendo doesn't have to issue refunds on digital pre-orders on the eShop. This is a court case, I, I believe, in in Germany. So this is for the European uh, eShop. Uh, Norway. 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 So Norway and Germany. 
So this has been a complaint that fans have had for a long time, that once you pre-order a game on the Switch eShop, you're committed to buying that, and this court case upholds that ruling. Uh, I don't have a problem with that. If you don't want to buy something, don't pre-order it. That's what I think. I have a problem with it because I can cancel my pre-orders very simply anywhere else. Like, I have pre-orders for physical copies on Amazon, and if I don't want them right now, I can get rid of them. I can... I can discontinue that. And I think there's a bigger problem around if, if you should pre-order a digital version at all. Exactly. I say no. I say no. But there's also instances where you think that you're really looking forward to a game and then a month or two before it comes out, something releases about it that you don't agree with or you don't think looks good. And if you're just pigeonholed into having to buy it, I think that's a problem. I just Especially don't just know why you would pre-order digitally. You can buy there's, it instantly as soon as it comes out. There's a ton that you can't do with digital games. You can't lend them to a friend. You can't return them or trade them in when you're done with them. Why should this be any different? Like, digital buying is not good. I don't understand. Just don't pre-order a game digitally. It yeah. does you nothing unless you can preload it, which you can't even do until a couple days before. You can't preload a game until like 48 hours before it comes out, so why would you ever pre-order Sometimes something? Sometimes it's not even that early. Yeah. Sometimes there's a day of... Yeah, I just don't see a point. I, I can't think of a reason to pre-order digitally. Physically, it's like there's a special edition or you just want to make sure you have a copy reserved. That makes sense. But digitally, there's an infinite number of copies to be sold. If you can't preload till 48 hours before, just don't buy it till 48 hours before. I don't, I don't, think, right. it's, I don't well, think it's an issue. The other problem here, too, is that the other companies are doing this. So on PlayStation, you can issue a refund for digital mm-hmm. content. It, like... Beyond the fact that you shouldn't, that you probably shouldn't be pre pre-ordering digital content anyways, that I don't think changes the fact that this is anti-consumer. That mm-hmm. it, it's a simple thing of just issuing a refund if someone doesn't want a game before it comes out. Like you don't have to issue a refund after the game is out. That's fine. But if someone changes their mind before the game's even out yet, I think they should have the power to do that because in most other cases from other platforms, whether it be digital or physical, you can do that. Yeah, buying games like, digitally is just bad all around, in my opinion. Right, right. But, you just, I mean, we just have to understand that most people are buying things digitally now. Like, that's... <laughs> like, I, I buy most of my stuff physically, so this isn't a big issue for me, but there are a lot of people that, that buy things digitally. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it, Zach, any thoughts? I have never pre-ordered a game digitally. I don't understand it, but I, I agree if someone wants to do it. Because that's their choice. Yeah, just don't know why you pre-order months in advance no. when it's a digital copy. It just, just it's just dumb. Uh, yeah, I understand it's anti-consumer, but you just shouldn't be doing that. You shouldn't be pre-ordering a digital copy of something three months before it's out. Well, uh, what if there's a you shouldn't be, but many people edition. do it anyways. Uh, yeah, I guess you have the digital deluxe editions. You have those don't sell out either ever. <laughs> what if it's a limited run digital deluxe edition? Right, I mean... I don't know. I'm trying to fight for it for no reason. I don't know. It it should just be a simple thing that they enact. Also purely because other digital storefronts do it anyways. Yeah. yeah. And Nintendo's Why not? the only one that doesn't do it is a little weird. Yeah. They've always been 10 years behind on their online. <laughs> I honestly wonder if they just don't know how to implement it and that's why they haven't done it. Like That's too much <laughs> yeah. work. Yeah. Because I think... I think what they were trying to say was that that, oh, well, it's preloaded onto your console, so we've delivered the goods to you, that here you go, you have this preloaded content, but I can't access that anyways. Like, yeah. you, like you haven't given me anything. I can't I can't do anything with that. Like, unless you want me to, like, break into my Switch and try and play it. Like, you haven't delivered me anything. Yeah. It's very weird. Maybe that is very something weird. they're actually worried about. The Switch is really easily hackable. What if you pre-install a game, then return it, and then hack it and play it? I, I guess. I, I bet that's something they're probably worried about in this. Could yes, be. but then why aren't, why aren't other companies worried about that? I think you've got other issues going on. Oh, yeah, because the Switch is like the most easily hacked into system in a long time, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah, very weird stuff. And I think it's I think that case is also going to an appeal, so I don't think it's over yet. Well, yeah, we'll see if that decision gets overturned or not. See how that goes. Yeah, don't, don't pre-order digitally. Don't do it. <laughs> There's no reason to. My dad the only for Fallout 76. Why'd you do that, Dad? <laughs> the, o- the only thing you should be <laughs> pre-ordering is special editions of things. Like, really? Yeah. I don't know. I, like, could, I, I pre-order games I think might be in low supply physically. 
Yeah. Or just so you can go to the midnight launch. Yeah. Have a good time. Yeah. Like the Iceborne Steelbook, I pre-ordered that. That's kind of a special edition, but yeah. not really. I, I pre-ordered Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. I know I'm buying that, and that's something I don't know how many physical copies they'll make of it. So, I don't know. I can see pre-ordering stuff like that if you're 100% certain you're going to buy it. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. not digitally. There's no reason. Speaking of Nintendo, though, they released a, a little infographic with all the games that are coming out this year. It's not a lot. That's not what we're bringing this up to talk about. They listed SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated uh, coming out on May 24th. Then they later edited that image to say it's coming out on May 22nd. And then IGN reached out to THQ Nordic for comment, and they said, Oh, we are excited to announce a release date in the future but we have nothing to say at this time and then crazy coincidence unknown how this relates the new spongebob movie sponge out of water with the keanu reeves cameo is coming out on may 22nd which is the date nintendo listed so a couple things maybe they were trying to time it with the release of the movie maybe it was a mix-up and they listed the movie date instead of the game date maybe they were shooting for this date but maybe behind the scenes they're realizing they can't make it and they're going to push it back and announce a later date at a later time. Kevin, what do you think about this one? Uh, I think that this release date, whether or not it's ever going to come out on May 22nd, was the release date at one point. Because we have other titles that are said to be coming out in 2020, and a lot of these titles don't even have like a release window. Like Some yeah. of these have this winter or summer. Some of these just don't have any. So for the, the fact that Nintendo puts a specific release date on there... I cannot imagine that someone working there will put together this infographic and mistake the movie release date for the game release date. I cannot, <laughs> I cannot see that being a possibility. Either that or someone's really stupid. So I think at one point this was the release date and either they're going to come out and be like, yeah, it's actually May 22nd or it's going to be a delay from that date. I think this was real at one point and THQ Nordic maybe is rethinking that now. It's really weird they had a different date and then changed it. Yeah, it's that really too. really weird. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that they put a real release date on there and then changed it before THQ Nordic's like, no, there's nothing. Yeah, there's no date to announce. Yeah, I don't it's know. Bizarre. I like to buy the theory that they just listed the movie release date. Someone typed in SpongeBob release date. Saw May 22nd. SpongeBob release date. I, <laughs> Non-specific. I have more hope from Nintendo that they know what video games uh. are. <laughs> I do too. But... Yeah, the 24th uh, is a Sunday. Like, why did they put that the first time? I don't know. Just a typo on that one, but yeah, so yeah, you were hyped. You were like, Battle for Bikini Bottom coming in May. It's like, well, now we'll have to wait yeah. and see when it's actually coming. It, it would honestly make sense if they're trying to, to tie it around the movie because that's when SpongeBob hype's going to be at their high at its highest. Yeah. And yeah. you'll probably tie in other people that don't remember Battle for Bikini Bottom and just want a SpongeBob game. So it'd be smart to release it around then, but... Who knows what uh, what THQ Nordic is up to. Yeah. So a possible delay there. We got two more real delays earlier this week. Iron Man VR was supposed to come out in February. got delayed to May 15th. And Dying Light 2 was supposed to come out this spring. And now it has it's no, no window <laughs> whatsoever. So it's just everything's getting delayed. The only major releases left basically this spring are Animal Crossing. The ones that we knew of coming into the year are Animal Crossing and doom and those were both delayed they were from both 2019 delayed to the spring yeah <laughs> like it's it's been a crazy crazy season for delays these last two weeks yeah it just more and more games like every single week we're getting like two or three delays of these huge titles yeah, yeah. it's wild i don't think i've seen this many delays back to back to back to back ever no. of of high profile titles like this yeah, yeah. And every studio is just releasing that one screenshot of a paragraph with the same like exact <laughs> yeah. wording, like you know, we want this to be, this this to be the best it yeah. could possibly be. We're all working very hard. Which, which, it, fair. Like, I, I don't have a problem with it. It's just weird that they're all doing this right now. <laughs> like that, it's all happening. Uh, at, uh, you also had Last of Us getting delayed before yeah. that. Like, man, mm -hmm. it's just, it's just it's so many delays. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, everyone got Very really, weird. really excited for the last year before new consoles came out and probably jumped the gun on a lot of these announcements. But yeah, weird yeah. to see. Dying Light 2, though, no window at all. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. I'd like to do some research on, like, 
what's the sweet spot for a video game delay, right? Like, how long does something get delayed? Like, when, like if something gets delayed three months, on yeah. average, games that get delayed three months and then come out, how good are those? Games that get delayed multiple years and finally come out, how good are those? Like, I'd just, just like to see if there's any correlation between length of delay and quality of a game. I just want to know, who are these people that these companies are hiring to make these, like decisions on when these games should come out because no one's getting it right because all these games are getting delayed so whoever is making up these dates is just wrong constantly and they're yeah. having to cover for this the managers yeah. yeah like come on how could you be how can everyone just be wrong yeah i don't know man is it that hard to predict when a game could generally come out we have no idea how game development we works. don't we could be <laughs> just making it up as we go along yeah you guys want to make a game uh, i'm in oh to games game <laughs> Yeah. Oh, the game's the game. Yeah. We need to build the lore up a little bit more before we have enough for a game, I think. That's true. <laughs> I agree with you. Gotta work right. on that. Fine. We gotta work on, like, uh, like how Destiny does, where we have this bizarre tie-in that no one wants to go out of their way to find. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. We could just do the our... mobile game. I... Oh, yeah, my exactly. God, we could do mobile. I was gonna say we could do RPG <laughs> yeah. Maker and just make it super emotional, like, to the moon. And Zach dies. Be... I die. That's cr- Don't spoil it, though. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. We'll have to make an app that scans a QR code that gives you a website that takes you to the lore page. Okay. <laughs> just this most convoluted way to find it. Enter oh, your we'll birthday do. to continue, and you have to be born between like a seven-day range. You have to be yeah, yeah, born within the week. <laughs> you have to find that out. That's one of the secrets. Oh, man. Oh, man. Be great. I've actually been sneaking num- secret number codes into the middle of each episode. <laughs> to go to the 21-minute market each time I say a number. Wow. No, that's not true. Don't do that. Whoa. Whoa. Let's, you're blowing my mind. Let's move on. True. The Half-Life Collection is free to play until April. Hey, new Half-Life game's coming out this year, so perfect timing. I've never played Half-Life before. Half-Life Alex, right? Yes. Yes. Half-Life Alex VR. But yeah, this is on Steam, Half-Life, Half-Life 2, and 2 Episode 1 and 2, so you can catch up on the series before the new installment. Good. I have to do that because I haven't played any of them. How how long are those games? I don't think very. Uh, I thought, like, 1 and 2, I feel like, are 15-ish each, and then the episodes, I think, are, like, 5 to 10 each okay all right so this is this is doable in the time frame if uh if you get on it yeah. pretty soon yeah. trying to get all those people to buy vr sets <laughs> no, right, I'm not for vr to alex it's gonna go yeah it's gonna be that's gonna be interesting to watch how doesn't, many diehard half-life fans go and buy it for that doesn't steam have their own vr headset that's selling for like a thousand dollars right I now i think they are they partnered with Isn't like oculus or something? On? i don't know I, yeah right <laughs> I, th- I thought it played on their own Steam. We're saving, I think it might. We're saving you 10 bucks from buying the collection so you can pay us $1,000 yes. for the VR headset. Thank you. Yeah, oh, man. Steam. Yeah. Really it's appreciate great. it. Yeah, good old Steam. Honestly, it made Half-Life less attractive to me. Someone who may have played the whole series, but now knowing there's this installment that I'm not ever going to play because it's on this VR platform. It's locked into the, a very expensive in. VR platform. Yeah. When you already have PlayStation VR. Yeah, if it came to that... Yeah, absolutely. It'd be a different story, but I'm, yeah, I'm not getting Steam VR. Yeah, no thanks. Stardew Valley has sold 10 million copies. Kevin That's is insane. two of those? I'm two of them, yeah. I'm, I'm one of them. I'm yeah. two of them. Nice. Because we well, you get it on PC and Switch? I've got it on PC, and it was gifted to me on Switch. Okay, so someone else bought one. Someone else yeah. bought it. Well, five out of 10 million, guys. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. Yeah, that's an insane number. For especially for a game that was developed by one dude. Yeah, four yeah. years ago, just like yeah. sitting in his basement. Yeah, or his crazy say, regular like, room. It's a super cool story of of this dude who worked. I I'm pretty sure he was working as like a theater usher and making this game at the same time. Develops it over five six years by himself. Does all the art. Does all the music. Everything. And then it comes out and sells 10 million copies. Yeah. In not that much time. In four years? Yeah. In four years, yeah. Yeah, that's that's insane. That's a great success story. And it's a great game. Like, it deserves yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. Just really glad to see that game doing well. And curious to see what he'll do in the future because I assume that he's pretty much done with it after that last big update. Stardew Who knows two. exactly if he's going to come out with more stuff, but or for Stardew Valley specifically, but I'm very curious to see what he does next because Stardew Valley is fantastic. And if I'm he- glad that... Millions yeah. of other people think so. If he continues to work alone, it might take a while. Yeah. Whatever yeah. it is. But it worked before. Exactly. And then another yeah. another Kevin story, Rune Factory Woo! 4 specials coming out on February 25th. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was funny. Uh, 
So they dropped a trailer today as we're recording this with the release date. And a few days before, I was like, oh, you know, I wonder. I I, I didn't remember if Amazon had listed a release date or if they had. So I went on Amazon. I was like, oh, yeah, in February. I'm like, all right, cool. And then I looked on, <laughs> on like Nintendo and on Xseed's website. And they're like, TBA, we have no idea. But apparently Amazon was right. And they, <laughs> they had the February release date right. Very weird, but uh, yeah, February twenty fifth, just about a month away. Yeah, I'm month excited. from today, month from yeah, or a month from tomorrow, when this comes out. Yeah, I'm super excited. This story, Kevin, I I forgot to put this one on the sheet. I don't know if you even know about this. It's really what? exciting. Sega is going to announce new Sonic news on the twentieth of every month in twenty twenty. Yep. So they, on, they have that much news. What are we? What twelve newses? I wanted to talk about this. So the first news was, was announcing news. the existence of this news <laughs> program. Man, so they should have. They have set the bar low for what to expect. They could have set it even lower by be, the first month being we're going to be announcing news this year, and then the next month was that they were announcing that they were going to be doing it every <laughs> month and just slowly like news. pushing it off even yeah. more. So I don't know what it's going to be. I think one of the months is going to be like, oh, here's this new video series on YouTube, and it's going to be yeah, like yeah. animated by Tyson Hess. Yeah. Then they're going to be like, oh, here's this random costume update for some game. Probably something with the comics. Probably for something with a movie. Something with a movie. Probably next Sega month. Heroes, that mobile game. I'm sure there's going to be something yeah. Sonic related on that. We're hoping for an adventure remake. Oh, yeah. I think it's going to happen. What year did Sonic Adventure come out? Does anyone know? I should know. 99, 98? Yeah, 98. Yep. Okay, so it's it's over 20 years old. Because I was thinking they're doing the 20 year thing. anniversary, guys. Yeah. I'm, I think that one of the last announcements of the year is going to be a Sonic Adventure remake. I think that's what they're doing next. I really do. Yeah. Next year is 30 years of Sonic. I think that one of the celebrations will be Sonic Adventure remake. I want them to do both Adventures and Heroes in one package so everyone's oh, happy. Oh, man. That'd be a sweet trilogy, dude. That'd if be it was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i don't know what to expect this is gonna be like some lame months i know i'm gonna get i'm gonna overhype myself for the oh yeah every single month now february is probably gonna destroy you yeah, what is february gonna be oh here's this new they're just gonna talk about how well the movie did that's the news <laughs> yeah it's gonna be hey movie's out now it's been out for six days that was the news <laughs> yep the movie's out already <laughs> good job guys but i'm looking forward to the 20th each month for the next 11 months to yeah. see what sonic has got to say Okay. Yeah, and that's it for news this week. That's the most exciting news. The news story. next month is that they don't have any more news. The news is psych! <laughs> we got you! <laughs> next to no news at all. Oh, I don't even know what they. I don't even know. That's, that's a lot of news. Yeah, well, like, there's going to be some comic thing, some TV thing, something with the Sonic Boom TV show. That only, that only accounts for, like, I can only see that accounting for maybe five of those. If you got Sonic, you know, the Sonic Three is gonna drop on the Switch eShop. Like it's gonna be, oh, it's gonna be stuff like that. Small releases or something. Yeah. The Sega Classics line, maybe. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna make a full prediction for next week. What I think the 11 months of news are going to be. Yeah. Oh man, there's there's only so much they can announce, right? Yeah. If if we get there's to December, so else they can go to. If we get to December and they have not announced a new game. That this would have been such a failure. Like, I'm expecting out of 11 chances, one game announcement. Just one new Sonic game. Of a, It's not going to come out this year. They've said 2021 is the year. But tell us this year, on the 20th of some month, yep. what it is. Please. 420. Yeah. Well, uh, if they want, I guess if they want to have the, the most hype, or they want people hanging on the most, they December. do that in the last month. Oh, my God. They slowly build it up, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. And then it's like the original Sonic Adventures getting ported to Switch. Ugh. Ported. <laughs> That'll be great. It all. <laughs> Everything wrong with it. We're not <laughs> fixing anything. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be gross, Anyways, actually. I'm excited. Excited yeah. to see what happens. Yeah. Speaking of predictions, O2 this week because uh, whoops, we forgot to do <laughs> 2020 predictions. Uh, let's do them now. Yep. Let's uh, Bro, correct deep into 2020. Yeah, yeah, we're about a month into 2020, uh, so we can't predict that there were four high-profile games that got delayed. Um, yeah. Can't, can't predict that, but 
yeah, let's do some predictions. Uh, one for each major console manufacturer. We got Nintendo, we got Sony, Microsoft. and we got Microsoft. We want to start off with the uh, the small one, Microsoft. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they're, they're releasing a console this year. Yeah, that's sad. a sad little console. For sure, we can start with that. I'll oh. go first. I mean, we okay, already cool. know that's happening, so, yeah. you know. Yeah. Really so, prediction. my prediction is about Microsoft's new console. I think that there will be two SKUs at launch. I think that it will be the Series X and the Series S. I've said that before, but I'm making that my official Microsoft prediction. I think that the Series X will be $600. I think the Series S will be $400. And neither will sell very well compared to the PS5, which will be priced at $500. Halo, I think, is going to be really well received and sell a ton of copies on Xbox One. So I predict a rocky launch for the two models of the new Xbox Series. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Should I go? I'll go, I'll go because he kind of covered mine because he recommended that I do guess a uh, starting price for the Xbox Series X, which I put at $500 because I didn't think they would, you know what, now realistically they'll probably ask $600 (laughs) for it, but I'm going to stick to my guns and say they're going to keep it at a nice cool $500 because I don't know how much people would actually pay for this console because I would not pay $500 for it, let alone $600. Mm But it seems like as consoles get more and more intense, they are going to match prices of like PC towers at this point. It's looking Hey, like or you that. could just be you could just be Sony in two thousand and five or six going crazy with a six hundred dollar price tag for <laughs> PS3. <Yeah. laughs> just be insane if you want. Yep. So I'm gonna i I'll stick to my five hundred dollar guess on that Xbox Series X. Okay. All right. My prediction is that besides Halo Infinite, Microsoft will have no compelling exclusives. Oh, 2020. That's a good guess. Uh, what about Ori? Ori 2. <laughs> that's going to become another platforms, man. It is. That's going to come it's on It's not going to be ex- like it'll be an exclusive it'll be an exclusive for a while, but I don't see that being a a full exclusive forever or anything. Yeah. Uh yeah, I And, and with that news that uh Hellblade that 2 nothing is, is that exclusive? Be, mm, we don't know be. yet. Okay. We don't know well, yet. That would okay. suck cuz I just bought the first one on PS4. <laughs> They are the the developer is now owned by Microsoft yeah. though, so oh god, but the exclusives are going to come. They're going to come starting next year. I have to buy an year. Xbox, right? But twenty twenty, I don't expect to be very interesting. Okay, I have Even to change my prediction. I actually predicted four ninety nine, not five hundred. Oh yeah, yeah, I yep. predict five ninety nine ninety. Sorry, yeah, six hundred. They just got to make it look <laughs> that slightly more appealing. All right, let's move over to the other company getting a new console on the block. PlayStation, what do we got? All right, I want to go first on this one. So it is the age of delays for 2020, and I want to talk about a game that has already been delayed. Last of Us Part Two got delayed from February to May, and it's not done. It's not coming out in May. It's going to get delayed again. This thing happened. Uncharted 4 got delayed a couple times. I'm thinking that at least a couple more months, so I want to say delayed until July. Oh. I'm thinking that July. Means, that means Ghost is going to get pushed too. Yeah, I'm. Th- I'm think. I'm going to say Last of Us Part Two. One more delay, shortly before May. Maybe in a couple months they'll say. Actually, we Oops. need a couple more months. <laughs> Oops, my bad. We need to make this the best we can be. This is a little bit more. They'll just. They'll just copy paste the other message and then change the dates. Yep. Yeah. So rough. That is my prediction, based uh, on Uncharted Four. I have the feeling that Ghost of Tsushima is only coming out in the summer because Last of Us was pushed to the spring. I yep. think Ghost of Tsushima was supposed to come out in the spring. <laughs> so if that happens again, <laughs> Ghost, of and Ghost like, comes out in actually, September, holiday 2020. Oh my gosh, that'd be a disaster. It's getting closer and closer to the new console. Yep, you need a little it's bit of a buffer. Actually, a PS5 launch title. That's that's a sad one. That's a sad. It one. is a sad one, and I don't want to believe it, but I think it'll happen. I have a more exciting one. Yeah. Uh, I've also kind of talked about this one, making it official. I think that at the PS5 reveal event, which I think will be in February or March, okay, I think that Sony will announce a handful of new first-party exclusives coming to PS5, and one of them will be that Sony Bend is taking a break from Days Gone. They're not making Days Gone 2. They are working on Uncharted, a new Uncharted game to bring to PS5 because Naughty Dog doesn't want it anymore because no. they just don't return to franchises once <laughs> once they move on. So I, I mean, they did make five games. <laughs> that's true. That's not yeah. enough. <laughs> so I think that I think that Sony Bend, who made Golden Abyss on Vita, is going to make a new uh, new spinoff Uncharted on PS5. Ideally, with Victor Sullivan. I'm not going to make that my that prediction. Be because what I, if they I announce think this is actually realistic? Yeah. 
What if they announced a new spinoff on Vita? Oh, <laughs> a Victor Solomon Vita. Oh man, I'd be jacked because I can play it. <laughs> I'd buy a Vita. Yeah. But I don't think Uncharted's dead. I think it's too big for Sony. I think it's too big of a name to have flagship series. Yeah, I don't think they'll let it die since Naughty Dog doesn't want it anymore. I think they'll try and keep it around. Yep. Yeah, my prediction, nothing mind-blowing or anything. PS5, $4.99. Yep. $4.99. Oh, my oh God. My God. <laughs> what a prediction. $4.99.99. Pick it up at yeah. your local Lunch. convenience store. <laughs> yeah. Go to Dollar Tree. <laughs> Got them on the show. Yeah. Uh, $499.99 uh, for PS5. This so seems like a pretty safe bet right now. I would say so. Uh, but we'll see. Sounds like we'll be getting more news on that relatively soon uh, with some announcements on PS5, but we'll have to wait and see. All right, last company, Nintendo. What do we got? They, got, they don't got a new console. You're going they first, Kevin. Yeah. All right. Bravely Default 2 will be delayed to 2021. Oh, oh. not upsetting to me, but upsetting to I care because I like the original Bravely Default. Um, yeah, it. There's really nothing beyond that it's coming out in 2020. They didn't show any gameplay whatsoever in that trailer. It was a very much a teaser trailer at the tail end of 2019 already. Uh, I just don't have high, high hopes for it coming out in 2020. <laughs> that's sad. Yeah. I yeah. feel that way about uh, No More Heroes 3. That's not my prediction, but I think that's another one that's no more slip. Heroes. Yeah. yeah, No More Heroes 1 and 2 collection would be a good... Good prediction. I think that's going to happen. Is that your prediction? No. Okay. What's yours? My prediction. So Logan and I have been playing a lot of Smash recently. And when we were doing one of our Smashdowns, as we regularly do, where we started talking about characters that hadn't had a game in over 10 years. Um, and specifically, we were talking about Captain Falcon. So I think it's time that we get a new F-Zero. I'm predicting a new F-Zero announcement for a That'd Switch wild. game. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. And I see it happening. I've never played an F-Zero, but I would if one came out on Switch. Nice. People have been predicting new F-Zero for the last decade and a half. But they got to get it right eventually. At, at this point, I don't even think it's a prediction. They're just like, I want one. Yeah. <laughs> like, just like, I don't think it's going to happen. I just want one. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like if they were to bring it back, the Switch is the console to do it. It's just yeah. like people would buy it. Like It never sold before, but I feel like on Switch, people would pick up F-Zero. There's so much hype around I definitely that would. franchise's yeah. absence. I like that. Yeah. I'd play that. Yeah. My uh, prediction, it's kind of a big one, but it, there's a lot of moving parts. If this came true, it would be, it'd be absolutely ridiculous. Oh, my God. So there are three franchises I think Nintendo wants representing every year on their platforms, and that's Mario, Zelda, and Pokemon. I think they want something from those three franchises every year. We've seen that so far with all three, with Let's Go Eevee, Sword Shield, Sword Shield D DLC. There's been multiple Mario games every year. And then we got Breath of the Wild, Hyrule Warriors, and Link's Awakening. So I think that this year... Uh, the new Mario game is going to be Paper Mario coming back. There were rumors about that over the last couple of yeah, weeks. Yeah, there, there, there were. Yeah. So I think that. I think so that's you're predicting a new Paper Mario new Paper or Mario, not okay, color not splash, remaster. not color well, splash, no. or at not least like a, a remaster, remaster of one or two. Yeah. I think it's going to be. I had this prediction before the leak. It, you can go back and listen to the show and prove that. That I think that Paper Mario is going to return to form this year, and that's going to be the big Mario representative. It's going to come out in like October. Okay. And then I think at E3, Nintendo's going to announce that the big November game is Breath of the Wild 2. It's going to compete, release at the same time as the other consoles. Uh, Zelda is the best possible game to do that yep. with. And then it's not going to make it. It's going to get announced for 2020 and pushed into 2021 a 3d zelda game has never made it without getting delayed so announced for november release date in june pushed just a couple months later to 2021 to remedy that they're going to do exactly what they did on wii u when they pushed breath of the wild they brought twilight princess hd to the wii u so i say this fall wind waker twilight princess double pack in november Boom. to make up for the breath of the wild 2 delay that is and that beautiful. is my massive nintendo prediction Okay, <laughs> so if one of those doesn't happen, then it's it doesn't all wrong. happen, it all falls it's apart. It's like the wrong. Zelda thing happens perfectly, and then Paper Mario just doesn't happen. <laughs> so you're just completely wrong. <laughs> Failure. Zero wrong. Well, that's my Either. massive Zelda prediction, because I think they're going to be really ambitious, not make it, and give us the ports that people have been asking for. Or the big November release, F-Zero. <laughs> Bear with me. <laughs> I think that'd be a good summer game. If that came out in like August. Yeah, I think that'd be absolutely. Good. That'd be fun. Yeah. I love All right. predictions. Yeah. Month into 2020, we've got our predictions in. <laughs> yeah, we did it. There we go. 
Better late than never. We got him in. Any final thoughts from 2020 before we end this thing off? Go to 2021. <laughs> 2021 prediction, Breath of the Wild 2. Oh, early. <laughs> early 2021. Brave of the Fall 2, 2021. <laughs> Coming out. Yeah. I uh, know. I'm just excited to beat 50 games this year. You're on oh track. God. I am. I can do it. Sayonara Wild Hearts is only like an hour. Yes. I got that game downloaded, ready to go. That's an easy one right there. Did you already I, like play through part of it? Yeah. Too. I also have You've got like a half hour on yeah, that thing. Yeah, I have like a half hour left. Sonic Lost World. Talked about it. I got Donut County on Switch. I bought that because I've been interested in I it. I want to play that I so I didn't even bad. know how long it was. I looked it up. It's two hours long. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> we're good to go. I'm going to get it done. All right. All right. Good luck once all the big games come out. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about. Mystery Dungeon. I'm going to put way too much time into that also. Dungeon, Animal Crossing, Last of Us. These big titles. Animal Crossing doesn't end. It doesn't. It's not going on your list. No, it's not. I'm just going to have it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, rip. Any final thoughts, Zach? I'm going How's it to... feel being back for a couple weeks? Oh my god. It feels good. It feels real good. Because yeah. it's motivating me to plow through games again, which also feels good. Because now I gotta get into Fire Emblem so I can beat Logan there. You're you the just gonna get sucked back into the Witcher again. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe. We'll see. Probably not. I've got stuff to do. We all do. That's gonna do it for us in this week's episode of Ode to Games. We're here on Fridays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, other podcast streaming services that you may use. We're on Twitter at Ode to Games. You can send an email to odegamescast at gmail.com. For Logan and Zach, I'm Kevin. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next week.